shit. Uh, welcome to Politics as Usual, episode, I guess this will be 44. Or are we designating this episode number? Yeah, we, we can, we can, we can like, you know, number this episode. Yeah, so it'll be 44, yeah. I think. Episode 44, the George Gervin episode. Um, I, 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 I almost said Jerry West, but then I'm like, it's, ne- it's Negro Solstice. Be wrong to elevate you a white man. You not bring your, your, your white shooting guard. Yeah, nah, yeah. Don't bring your white shooting guard. Um, George Garvin, or yeah, we can't even we can't even say Jim Brown coon ass neither. Because he, no, he ain't getting no powers. He ain't getting no powers today, bro. No so powers. Don't bring that nigga. Um the fifth annual Kids Wear Crowns album of the year episode, third annual for politics as usual. Uh we started doing this in 2016. Oh man, we did. Yeah. On don't call the podcast. Yep, that was the inaugural inaugural run of this shit. The thing, all of this came from uh someone putting together a really bad list of the top 20 cartoon network cartoons um <laughs> like that's how this whole thing started we were like yeah no this that list is trash and then it's evolved all the way into this shit so i'm here fee is here ronnie is here uh me and me and ronnie off of our uh third podcast in four days yeah i mean we do it for the people though that's that's why we do it i mean considering we won't be back on for like another two weeks you know, we, we sacrifices can be made. Um, so yeah, uh, we've done this format a little differently uh, a few times. You know, normally um, we bring ten albums and we we talk through them. Um, <clears throat> Twenty eighteen, we did a panel. Uh, Fee, uh, Josh from Club Monster, and Bryson and Scott uh, all came through. And last year we kind of went back to our to our normal thing where we listed. So. This year we kind of wanted to do a hybrid, so um, we didn't do the lengthy poll or anything this time. Pause. We just decided to. Uh, <laughs> if, if someone like WAP watching, I, I don't want that to go viral. Um, <laughs> we, we didn't do. We didn't. Do, we didn't. We didn't do the Google Doc thing this time, or the or the form that Ronnie, the elaborate form that Ronnie put out for 2018. So what we're gonna do is um, we're gonna have some a few people come on. And they're going to give us their top five, and we might talk to them. And we'll probably read off some uh, some some tweets that were sent to us of people who sent us in their albums, because uh, we want this thing to kind of be inclusive. Um, we know all of our musical tastes are are very varying in uh, in, in a lot of ways. So <clears throat> um, this is a good way to you know not only big up some albums that you might expect, but also maybe put you onto some albums that you didn't know existed. Uh, so you know. Um, we 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 gonna read somebody off, or we gonna invite somebody in. So we can, so we could read off. Like, matter of fact, I'll just I'll just share the screen. I think that'll be easiest. So I'll um share the screen of like all the tweets we received, okay. and then after that, we could just go through and you know read off um some of our guest voices. So I'll start with the first one. Um. I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of love for Stove God Cooks already. So hey man, Stove God Cooks, man. <laughs> most improved player, man. Six man of the year. So yeah, this is um Lise Queen V. She um had D Smoke, um, JoJo. Forgot to check out the album. I've heard good things. Um My Golly Hour, Kiki, The Unknown by Jonathan Taylor, and the Gospel according to PJ Morton. Our all right, we gonna skip. Um, we gonna skip. Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe will be on here later in the episode, so we don't need to read his off. 
So Captain Cheese It, shout out to that name. Um <laughs> the year we're having the cheese, it's bold. No yeah, East, East Tumor, heaven to a tortured mind. The weekend after hours, Thundercat, it is what it is. I, I guess that's live. Couldn't wait to tell you. Rena, so why um ooh shit. So Sawayama. Sawayama, yeah. And the name of the album is Sawayama. And then Forever Your Girl. We got interesting list. I'll check those out because a lot of names catch my attention. So um, Muse, Tiana Taylor, Amine, Pooh Cosby, Chloe and Halle, and J Elect Yamaka. J Elect Hanukkah. <laughs> J Elect Trabadon. J Elect Ramadan Muhammad Asalamaka. I don't know what the fuck you said. That so, I'm in Brizo, Stove God Cooks, Reasonable Drought. If nothing else, best. That's definitely album, the best album title. Of best year. album title of the year. <laughs> Reasonable drop. Bro, Bro, James, the the price of tea in China. Freddie Gibbs. Hey. Alfredo. Conway the machine. Lulu. Let's see if we have some more. Um, our boy Club Monster. Yeah, shout out to Josh Club Monster. Love more. Motion. Sebastian Cole. No. Gloria. Lord block me from the cold. Fire album title. I got to check that out. That, that is a fire album title. Yeah, let me add that Better. to my stuff right now. Freddie Gills, Alfredo. Shout outs to the to the to the love that uh Josh continues to I'm assuming that's Josh continues to show the uh the Birmingham mm-hmm. uh people out there because Love Monster Love Monster uh, uh Love More's project is actually really good. Um mm-hmm. I didn't check out Sebastian's. So this is Trio Russell, Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo, Deontay Hitchcock better. Benny the Butcher, Burden of Proof, Chloe Holly, Ungalia, with Little Baby, My Turn, Giveon, Take Time, Reason, New Beginnings. Let, all right, let me pause and say this. <clears throat> it didn't it didn't make my list, but that Reason album is actually pretty good. And you hear, and I, I'm not like saying he's like a TDE ghostwriter, but you could definitely hear like the TDE influences on this album, like like the vibe and like a lot of those album sessions they definitely come from reason so you can hear that on this album but at the same time he's not quite as good as a kendrick or schoolboy q but you can hear the influences there but back to this list on um, flo millie ho why is you here once again another great album title brent fires <laughs> fuck the world west side gun pray for paris that was a very diverse list shout out to him um guru chilling burden of proof benny the butcher don tolliver heaven or hell Westside Gun, Pray for Paris, Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia, Tame Impala, The Slow Rush. That that young man was listening to a lot of coke raps this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and this is um and this is Lee um Saw Rock the Sharecropper's daughter, Aesop Rock, Spirit World, Field Guide. So as much as we give Lee grief about him hating everything, him <laughs> having only two albums on here is totally on brand. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we only having two albums and having the hashtag of Lee hates everything is the most on brand thing on that brand. done involving this podcast. Uh, <laughs> since we got cool, with him. <laughs> so that is funny. I would have thought, I would have figured he he would have thrown uh Lupe's uh the house EP on there, um, yeah, or or the tape tape, even though that was only two tracks. Um, yeah, I didn't like that tape tape. Yeah, it was cool. You know, you know, it was all right. 
Um, all right, so y'all, y'all want to run through our honorable mentions, or are we gonna bring uh bring somebody on? Is is Kyle waiting in the wings? No, nah, Kyle. I mean, oh, Kyle no, you can read. You can read. You can read Joe's off. Kyle yeah, said yeah, he's yeah. not the mood to come on, so I got his list. I also have uh, Joe's list, but all right, I'll start with Joe. Um, just Joseph Hicks, not Joe Cole. His honorable mention is Love, How I'm Feeling. And then he has Alina Bar- Baraz. I'm not sure if I'm saying these people right because I never Alina, heard of Alina Baraz. Alina Baraz, it was divine. Then his um his top five at five, he has two chains, so help me God. He says he may have had some recently biased, but it goes hard. Um, number four, he has St. John while the world was burning. I need to check that out. I haven't got into that yet. At three, he has weekend after hours. At number two, he has Pop Smoke, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. And at number one, he has Currency Director's Cut. Okay. Diverse list. I listen to too much Sirius, XM, and Pandora to know which albums are the best. But I did like the Little Baby album. That's where, that's okay. So that's where I'm at with my list. There are a lot of great individual songs that came out this year, but I had a hard time putting it together like a list. So there were like a lot of great like songs like on their own, but not a in my opinion, not a lot of great projects. See, I, I totally disagree. I had trouble narrowing my down to 10. I had like 15, yeah. 16, 17 yeah, on I my the same, I said the same. I had about like about 15 projects that I went back and forth through. And a lot of new shit that y'all put me on because I don't really listen to the same shit that y'all listen to. So um, yeah. I got Kyle's list. He has Royce's project. I don't know the name of it, but he has Royce. He has Benny the Butcher. Allegory, I think. Yeah, the allegory. He has Benny. He didn't say which project. Um, Probably Burger the Proof, I would assume. He has West Side Gun, Pray for Paris. This nigga Kyle is listening to a lot of coke raps. A lot of coke raps um, as well. Conway the Machine, From a King to a God. And then uh, Nas. And then Nas. All right. All right. More, way more hip hop than my list. Steve said he was wanted to come on. I gave him a list, but I don't know what he's doing with it. So. I mean, you you, you know, Steve. If he, if he wants to pop on, he can. Yeah, uh, he on he on he definitely on CP time. So, we, just just be prepared to mute Steve because Steve is outlandish. Um, <laughs> Steve Steve is definitely out. Royce from Dayton, Ob Topic. Come 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 on. Come on Yo, I, man, never mind, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> that's the wrong. That's, that's, that's the wrong. That's the wrong Midwest city beginning with with the D. Uh, Bro, all I'm gonna tell you is. <laughs> like that was the most clout clout chasing shit I ever seen, bro. And I'm just gonna leave it at that, bro. Wait, what? What happened? He made a song uh, called Obi Toppin, and oh. he released it on draft night. Like, no, bro. Is Obi Toppin from Detroit? No, no Obi Toppin. He, he Obi Toppin went to UD. He got drafted yeah. by the Knicks, but he released it on draft night. But it's like. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I was asking, like, why, you know, why, why he making a song called Obi Toppin? Just because he was putting on for, for UD, but that man is from New York. He's not from the city, bro. Like, I, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, that's that's some clout chasing shit, bro. That's my opinion, bro. That's just how I feel. Wait, who you know, did that? Who did that? 
nigga Royce Johnson. That was that I was. Oh, I thought Royce. you meant Royce the five nine. I was like, wait, why is that's why I was confused. Like, why was yeah. Royce the five nine do that? No, he said he's talking about the nigga we went to school with. I think we went to school with, man. All right, that makes more sense because I was totally confused. I'm like, wait, that don't even like Royce. Royce the five nine ain't even a rapper who makes. And by the way. I'm really mad that the song named after a nigga thing like has carried over past like 2012. I thought that shit was gonna stop then. Yeah, but, let's like, stop that. It it continues on. Like it, it's very rare. They're very rarely good. Like it's it's just lazy songwriting. Hey, Rick Rick Ross was probably the best at it to me. Yeah, like I wish it would have stopped when he stopped doing that. Yeah. Like there's so, a yeah, couple I, good ones. I think we got our our one of our first guests. Oh, the nigga Steve. Hey, 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 man, back back up from the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I back. speak, I can't, AJ speak, I can't really hear him. Back up from the camera, man. What's good, bro? What's no, going what's on, good, dog? How, how you? Let me adjust my, adjust my sound to here. You hear me better now, man? Yeah, now that's perfect. Yeah, I was hearing something different. That's perfect. Nah, you good, man. <laughs> this, this is our boy, uh, Steve Phillips, a.k.a. Philly. Um, he, I, We have known him since, what, like 96 or 97? Yeah, for a little minute. Very, very long time. Uh, Trot, Trot with Ohio's own. Um, so yeah, man, give us your uh, your your top your top five albums of this year. All right, I'm gonna go to my uh, notes. I want to down my notes. I'm gonna give them to y'all real quick when my kids come back in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's a common struggle these days. <laughs> Facts. So my top five, I got uh y'all wanna be oh I'm just gonna do my five. Uh that burden of proof with Benny Butcher. Meet the Woo Two, Pop Smoke, The Weekend After Hours, Drake Lane demo tapes. Yep, I said it. <laughs> and then two chains, so help me God. They don't they don't stay in my they'll be right there. All right, man. Yeah, I was on my five. I'm honestly surprised you didn't have Gunner Young Thug in there because I know you like you like some of your Man, niggas. hey, my first time on the podcast, I'm like, I'm gonna leave them all because that's all I listen. To. <laughs> <laughs> I like the music, but the albums, that's a different story. Game on. Okay, okay. All, all right, man. Appreciate, appreciate right. you joining us. I'm Thanks for your listening. Losing again. I don't know why you root for them, man. Save yourself the trouble. <laughs> Get off that narcotic, bro. Get off that narcotic, bro. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, seeing a lot, a lot of love for Benny, a lot of love for uh for the week. Actually, no, Kev, this is bourbon, not drinking yet. Uh, <clears throat> he is I'm on, on that yet. <laughs> He's I, there's a bottle of that on my top shelf, but I ain't I ain't touching it. Um, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of love for Benny. A lot of love for uh, a lot of love for the weekend on here. <clears throat> kind of keeping an unofficial tally as we go of what the people are saying. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Like, I'm doing the same. Like, I'm trying to build like a unanimous, like not a unanimous, but basically like a like. Okay, this is what everybody's feeling this year. Right. So I'm, I'm right. hearing a lot of Benny the Butcher. Heard the weekend quite a uh, quite a bit. A lot of Griselda, yeah. period. Like, yeah, a, a couple pop smokes, but mostly Griselda is dominating right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a 
good look for them, man. I mean, especially since like each of them, each of their big three pretty much released two projects this year. Mm -hmm. Conway had two, uh, Westside had two, three. No, Westside had three. Westside had three, and then Benny had two. One was a compilation, but still, like that that's a lot of that's a lot of output and it's quality output as well like it's not mm -hmm. it's not oh, yeah, like it yeah yeah i mean again coke rap is my favorite subgenre of rap like it is no pun intended it's the most pure form of, of rap where you can talk that shit and you have to do it well for it to sound good like you can't just right. like if you're gonna be repetitive and rapping about coke you have to be creative about the shit and that's why that, that that's one of the reasons i love coke rap all right, we got anybody else waiting in the wings? No, I don't see anybody yet, so we could. Um, uh, I guess we can tag Ryan in and let him know. Um, but while he's doing that, I'll go through my. Um, well, I'll tag him. Uh, um, I'll go through my honorable mentions. So, uh, Floyd Fuji, Black Pontiac, Chris Anderson, Smile While You Can, Radiant Children, There's Only Being Yourself. Pablo Brown, Opaque, Alina Baraz, It Was Divine, and the Dirty Mac Don himself, Mario, Closer to Mars. Call that man the Dirty Mac Don, bro. You Should Let Me Love You is one of the greatest Dirty Mac Just songs of all time. You being hurt. Like, like, how do you start off a song with that? Like, you you, like you, like you know how fed up a man has to be to, to like, yo, I, I don't understand. Like, do you? You you like, enjoy this, right? Like you enjoy like, it. Like man, man's is perplexed. Like you must, you must like this. Like you, you must being hurt. I know you. I know you smell the perfume, the makeup on the shirt. I mean, because I smell it. So. And you don't believe his. You know they're all lies. And you find it. And you just you hear. I don't get it. I don't get it. That is a man that was fed up. This thirty McDonald. Yes. Dirty McDon. Uh Ryan will probably be on here in a second. He acknowledged my message. Anybody else got uh any honorable mentions? He said one second. So this is before we hop into like the actual oh, top. Yeah, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I got some honorable. Okay, oh, so yeah. um, so so first of all, shout shout out to um shout out to Monastery. They their album was really dope. Yeah, Love More too. Shout out to her. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't listened to Love More, but I'll check it out. Um some interesting some interesting things with the spillage village album didn't quite make my list but there are some interesting tracks on there mostly mostly g it carried it you know i'm a i like i really like jid so g it carried the the majority of the album so spillage village would be um honorable mention and um so yeah that's what i got shout out to monastery shout out to spillage village monastery another birmingham uh group doing their thing <clears throat> Our boy Smooth Side says Polo G for honorable. Man. I don't even know who the hell Polo G is. I don't keep up. Oh, Polo, Polo G is also also in my honorable mention. So since he uh, he's from young young guy from Chicago, since okay, since yeah, brought him up. Um, I got uh, Little Dirk just because y'all waited too. Polo G the goat. I got um Problem Coffee and Kush Volume One and Two, and then I got uh Bodie James and the Alchemist, The Price of Tea in China to round out my. Uh, Honorable mention. Bodie James on the come up, man. Yeah. Bodie James is on the come up. <clears throat> All right. I'm trying yeah, to think. Um, Griselda signing. He signed to Griselda now. Yeah. Actually, uh, um, funny enough, a dude I used to, back when Twitter was the Wild Wild West, uh, a rapper from CT named Sholey, who uh, I used to tweet with back in the day. He um, he actually, Benny shouted him out and said like he was he was – waiting to sign him uh soon enough so 
Yeah. yeah. Zelda doing some things. So our boy Kyle, uh, Reason got his honorable mention. Yeah, I got to listen to Reason. I like Reason. I haven't really heard much of his music, but like when I've seen him like on interviews and shit, like I like the way he uh, comports himself. Yeah, because he, he's one of those. And I don't mean this like in a bad way. He's one of those like rappers, rapper. Like you could tell he mm-hmm. one of the guys who prefers to be behind the scenes. Like he he he. And, and like I said, once you listen to this album, you could you could tell that he's been a lot in a lot of those TDE sessions. Like, nah, don't say it this way. Say it this way because he has like a lot of that like Kendrick Schoolboy Q vibe. But it's not like he's biting. You could tell that's where the influence comes from. Yeah, like I my my big thing with TDE is where the fuck have they been this year? Oh, um. So it, it it's like the worst kept secret in the world that um black Kendrick, hippie. No, no, Kendrick is is breaking off and starting his um his own label, PG Lang. Like mm. a lot of people didn't know what that meant. So I'm I, so I'm assuming that there is like some contractual like legal stuff mixed in with that because he's um because he's taking um his his cousin Baby Keem and um also Georgia Smith is allegedly signed to PG Lang and he's starting his own thing. But it's still going to be under Interscope, so I don't know how that works with like TDE. But I- I'm thinking that's why we haven't heard anything from TDE really. Because initially, I know last year there were some rumors cropping up because somebody had found like a an official Black Hippie subheading on all the streaming sites that it's like, oh, that might be a reason for all this radio mm-hmm. silence from the big four of 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 TDE. Maybe they're finally doing a Black Hippie album, but obviously not. No, nah. and that's a shame. And people thought we were gonna get the Kendrick J Cole album, which at this point I don't really want because I, I, I don't want it at this point. J Cole been mid for so long that I, I don't. Uh, maybe that's what he meant by calling himself the middle child. That you know, <laughs> the, the mid. He, he, he was he was staying committed to the mid, <laughs> being a child of the mid. I, look, I'm just saying. Oh, bro. Just, I, I mean. We we've had this discussion many a times about about J Cole and his uh, perceived lyricism and it's just not, bro. The the Sally Mae raps, bro. Just because that nigga raps about a middle class life and you can relate to it, that don't make it lyricism, bro. Yeah, there's a lot I want to say about lyricism and everybody uh, so called. Um, somebody said something wild about some verse being like, yeah, that's the definition of lyricism, and I went and googled it and I was like. See, now I want to know what verse it was. I'm not going to say it because you're a fan of his, and I don't, don't want to earn his eye. Oh, no, I'm like, I'm legit scared of this person. I, I would never want to disrespect him that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be more curious. I, I'll, drop, I'll, I'll, drop I'll it put in the private chat. Drop it in the private chat. Because <laughs> now I'm seriously curious. Here, here go this nigga Ryan in the private chat. Okay, well, yeah, he w- he will kill you. Yes, he will kill you. Yeah, exactly. And that he was the song. And I'm like, I get it. Like, I, and I, I actually think dude is like musically talented. Mm-hmm. But uh, somebody saying that was like textbook lyricism. I was like, no, it's not. And then somebody was like, well, you you have to hear it rapped. And I'm like, that no. If I have to hear it, then you're liking the delivery and the charisma, and that's a whole different aspect of MCing right there. That's like when people used to say Dane Cook was funny, and I'm like, oh, tell me a Dane Cook joke. And then they'd say it, and I wouldn't laugh. And they'd be like, oh, you have to hear him say it. And I'm like, you just have to so, be so no, Dane Cook is not – Dane Cook says things that are funny, but he does not he say does. funny shit. Like, <laughs> it's like the DJ Clark Kent 
So Ryan's in here, and we still stalling. Um, DJ Clark Kent once said of uh, Jay Z versus Biggie, he's like, Jay said uh, better raps, Biggie said raps better, and that like to me is like the the mm. the thing that's happening now with people are liking the way that raps are said as opposed to the actual raps that are being said, which is fine. But you know, don't try to change the definitions of shit just because you like the people that are doing it. I don't know, yeah. man. There, there he is. There he is. Finally. With, with I was the little changing outfits. I'm sorry. Changing baby outfits. I, I mean, you know, you're over here trying to be a father and, you know, and, and shit. Ain't nobody tell you not to pull out. I mean, I probably did, but yeah, you shouldn't man. listen to me. <laughs> I don't think that would have changed anything, but that's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Ryan. Dane Cook is the Nickelback of comedy, except less. Of comedy. Hey, man, white people hate Nickelback. I do that's not understand it. Okay, that's what they have learned being around white people is the motherfuckers hate Nickelback. They, they, hate they Nickelback. are they are still successful somehow, some way. And I don't know any black people buying Nickelback albums. I didn't know the ones buying Nickelback albums. So, like, is Nickelback like? I can't think of a rapper with the same kind of thing, right? Where like everybody you can, huh? Yeah, there, nah, there's no there's no like for like comparison for what Nickelback is to white people. I'm is sorry. There, is it maybe Eminem? Nah. Nah, because you like you at least know that white people love Eminem. Like they're okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah like yeah. you I don't know any niggas right. that like Nickelback, and I don't know any white people that like Nickelback. It's just weird thing. Thing. Nickelback is, is both hated but loved at the same time. They have a huge following, but everybody hates them. Hey man, yeah, you know, the song with Timbaland. And you would think that I would absolutely hate that. Not Nickelback, but uh, Chad Kroger did a song with Timbaland. And you would think that it'd be the worst thing in the world. But I actually find that song kind of fire. And I know y'all looking at me sideways, but damn. Yeah, let's him, let's I'm, I'm more looking at the fact that Timbaland did a song with Chad Kroger <laughs> sideways yeah. than I am for you. like Because Timbaland will make some shit hot even if you don't like the artist. I, I don't understand why I like it, but I like it. It's called Tomorrow Yeah, yeah, yeah RIP, but he did a whole album with um Chris Cornell. Yeah. 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 All right, Ryan. Give us your uh, any honorable mentions and your top five albums of the year. All right, this year was trash. Um, I was really trying to find like I. It was so bad that I have two EPs in my top five. Um, but I have a lot of EPs in mine. So okay. So as long as we can get away with it, my honorable mention and goes a little Uzi Vert, uh, Eternal Taki. Um, I was kind of messing with it, but we're great on a curb here. So you know, in any other year, it probably doesn't make my list, but because there was so little in 2020 and like i get it right this year is trash so why not have music that is music releases that are subpar um you know i mean it just kind of makes sense so that's my only um that's my only real honorable mention like this year was so bad that both CeeLo and goody mob as a unit put out albums and i don't want anything to do with either one like <laughs> i i don't want to hear it right like i don't want to hear goody mob uh, throw struggle, uh, Cujo and Timo Hotep wrapped up me right now because I'm just outside of that age range. I just don't, I'm not really trying to hear it. So, you got the Hotep beard, man. You might be able to relate to it now. I, my, my Hotep beard was worse during when, when the, when the, when the curls were out when I didn't have a haircut, but um, I don't know, man. Like, I tried, like, I, I listened to the track with Andre and I listened to the track with Big Boy, and that was about the extent of what I was doing there. So, let me start with my number five. My number five is an artist that um, is not really that big yet. I don't know if they ever really will be just because I don't think they have the right marketing. They don't have the right team to kind of get them where they need to be. 
but they have songs that I honestly could hear on the radio now. Um, but his name is Bloody White. Um, and it's kind of hard to define him because he pretty much is on the same scale as every white pop artist, if that makes sense, where it's just this mix of sort of EDM and a little bit of hip hop to it and a little bit of pop to it. Um, it was really hard to explain, but the, the EP is called You'd Walk Right Over Me. Um, kind of cheating with this one because the EP has like two songs. It's it's a six song EP. Two of the songs he had released in prior year. So one song was called, um, no wait, I'm, th- I'm sorry, only one he did. He released a song called Tongue Tied earlier this year, which I guess was a preparation for it. And there's another song on here called Nice Guys, which he released like four years ago. Um, and then he like pulled it off all streaming like a year or two ago and it showed back up for this EP. So, um, but it's just, I don't really know how else to describe it. Uh, my number four, you want me to just go straight into it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah just go straight there. How you pronounce, you pronounce their name as actually Division? Yes. Or yeah, yeah, yes, Division. It's abusing her feelings. Um, like, I'm not the R&B is dying cat, but I think Division is one of like the better R&B groups of this time with what R&B is now. Um, so I really, I really enjoyed that album. Mm-hmm. Number three was one that kind of caught me off guard because I didn't think it was it was going to happen this year. Song Machine by Gorillaz, um, which was really good. Came out of nowhere. Um, I've enjoyed, I was never really a Gorillaz fan growing up. Like I enjoyed the singles, but I never dove into the albums um, really until like the last five years. And so I was very happy because I did a, I did a rerun of all their albums again, like two weeks before this got announced. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was on streaming. They had a song with Elton John. I think they have a song where it's like, um, who is it? It's a really random combination. Because uh, Elton John is on the song with like, hold on, I'm going to find it. Cause I actually have this up. So they had Elton John and, uh, and Black on the same song. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of really random collaborations that just work really, really well. Um, the Schoolboy Q one, which is probably my favorite song on the album. Um, yeah, Elton John and, and uh, Six Lack, uh, they've got um, Earth Gang on a song. They've got a couple different really good combinations, JPEG Mafia. Um, so a, really, a, a lot of really good features that uh, worked out. Ronnie really. Boy. <laughs> uh, number two is uh, Open My Eagle, Anime Trauma and Divorce. Um, so your own album yet again. My own yeah, album. Your own album. Okay. Anyway, no, nah, like uh, this is one of those. This, I was debating between this and my number one because this album made me feel a lot of things because it's exactly what it says on the tent, right? Um, it's anime references, it's trauma with him, like unpacking emotional trauma. And he went through a divorce that was pretty quiet. Uh, like he just kind of popped up one day and was like, or he kind of popped up with the album title and people realized that he was divorced. Um, oh, so it's like my 2017, basically. Yeah, like, like, he yeah. Popped up that, and like, even his closest friends, right? Like, even some of his good friends did not know until he was like, yo, I'm doing a press run of this album. Um, but it's just kind of him, like, the first three songs of this album to me are, it's probably the best run of any album this year that I've listened to. Um, and because it just, it, it runs, it's, one thing that I've always liked about Open Mike Eagle is he's not afraid to take shots of himself in a way that's not corny, right? A lot of times when you have artists that kind of poke fun at their own selves, it's done in a corny, and really sort of like intentionally comedic way. But he really does a good job of just kind of poking at the things that put him in a position. So um, Death Parade would- Trying to hop on, let me know. (laughs) 
Death Parade is like uh, is the opening song of the album, and it opens with my son just zoomed by behind me. He's using his superpowers. Um, but Death Parade opens the album, and it's really a focus on kind of the trauma of his childhood that he never really dealt with, and how it kind of creates a cycle. Then it leads into Headass, which to me is probably the best song on the album, which is him, him again poking fun of his insecurities. Um, like I, every time I. Every time I drink or get in, or, or have some of C4 and I'm in super workout mode and y'all see me tweeting all caps, the uh, it ain't a secret. I overthink it, I overanalyze and tweak it. Like that whole line comes from that song. Um, and then uh, he's got a really, he had a really good single called, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, it's a character from Bizarre Adventures, like ah! Boosie Arati or something like that. Um, but to me, it's probably, it's my favorite song of the year. Oh, Bucciarati. Bucciarati, okay. And then number one for me is another artist that I discovered this year, and I think she's absolutely phenomenal. Um, she's like 24 years old. Uh, do not watch her videos unless you're ready to go on an acid trip. But her name is Remy Wolf, and she has an EP called I'm Allergic to Dogs. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's a really, it's a, it's a really trippy EP, but it's very good. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add it to my list just because of the title. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's six songs, so it's it's worth just kind of listening to. But uh, what really drew me into is she sleep? Are you sleep? Okay. Yeah. Well, um, well, 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 mama got the head head not of death over there. What really drew me into it is, um, you know how you know you, you can watch a song on YouTube and all of a sudden you get the uh, you get the recommendations, and when you see the YouTube still, which I'll, I'm gonna pull it up so y'all can see it, see what drew me in. When you see the still of the video, you can be like, what the hell? is this um it drew me in i started listening to it and i was like oh my god this song is amazing um let me share my screen sorry chrome pad can y'all see it oh yeah that's that's trippy yeah, yeah. It's super trippy so like in all of her videos are like that it's that weird like we're on acid etc etc so I would definitely recommend that for everybody. Remy Wolf, I'm allergic to dogs. If nothing else, Woo and Photo ID um, are the two absolute best uh, songs on the album. So, um, yeah, that's my five. Awesome. Uh, well, um, hold on. Let me see if Chuck responded. If not, you can hang around while we go through our 10 through 6, unless the kids are keeping you. Yeah, uh, while you send you that up, let me interject, because you mentioned JPEG Mafia, and I said that a lot of there were like a lot of great individual moments this year. So I, I really like video game soundtracks. And one I really like is Ridge Racer 4. So he took he took a, a small 15 second clip of Ridge Racer 4 and created what's possibly one of his best songs. Because on his previous, previous album, like if you don't know, he has a receding hairline. He said, um, I might get me a line, but that might make all my peers resign because it was like if I if I get a hairline, it's over for y'all niggas. So he shaved during quarantine and he created a song called Bald, where he's making fun fun of himself. But but it's actually fire because he's rapping over the Ridge Race Before beat. So go check that out if you haven't. Like the song is actually really fire. So go check it out if you haven't. Oh well, I if really, that's the case, I have to tell you what my next project is about. I I really oh. enjoy video game beat remixes. Like is it, it's it's. I, I, it's it's Once again, Ryan, you'll enjoy my next project. Good, because it's becoming less, uh, I don't want to say less niche, but it's becoming less of a um, sort of an embarrassing thing for people, right? To admit that they like video game soundtracks. And so for people to actually flip stuff now 
especially uh especially songs that are especially games that are like music oriented right like when you start talking about people um one of my one of my favorite beats of all time is a flipped pair rapper to rapper beat and uh yeah so like i i i am glad and i can't wait for the next project aj all right. All right, hold yeah, on. Joe, Joe read it, so let me let me get him set up. All right, Joe Joe Code coming through. But I do want to say one thing: if anybody's out there flipping uh, video game music, uh, go ahead and flip the Pokemon Sword and Shield soundtrack because because that goddamn Eternatus beat is a is a mm-hmm. fucking rapper. And the streets need that. Says the streets need it. So is that Spectrier beat? Okay, so I just the streets need it. I'm out. Oh, that was a perfect transition. How did I pull that off? Perfect transition. <laughs> the legendary Joe Cole. What's going on, man? What's up, guys? Joe, Joe, Joe Hover. In the building. <laughs> All right, man. So uh give us your what what would you would you come prepared with? I know you tweeted it, but we didn't we didn't we didn't say yours. Uh- so, so that's, yeah, so that's what I came prepared with. So this year too, a lot of what I discovered was stuff from last year, like Snow Allegra's album. I, I didn't listen to that last year. I found it this year, like the Georgia Smith album. Like I found that this year, like a lot of the stuff that I heard this year was from like a year or two ago, but I didn't really start listening to a lot of the stuff that came out this year until like the last like couple of months, a little bit over the summer. So uh, I would say my number five is the Tame Impala album, the Slow Rush. That album, I remember playing that before social distancing and stuff. And like, I would take my kid to school and like, like uh, on my days that I worked from home, I'd like just run that album the entire way there, the entire way back. It was so good. Um, and and so that's like that's what my five number four for me was Mac Miller Circles because it's the weakest of the last three albums from Mac, but it's still very, it's very heavy on the melody and the instrumental, which is what I loved about the direction he was going in before he passed. But, you know, I I don't think the project was complete because he passed. Like, I think John Bryan did what he could to salvage it. But I don't think. Yeah, I was, was I was gonna say like about that album, like because Mac Miller is one of my favorite artists. Like the Divine Feminine is one of my favorite albums of the last decade. Mm-hmm. The album missed his touch a little bit, um, yep. in terms of some of the music. Like you could tell some of the music wasn't his because it wasn't as groovy or as you know, it, it didn't have that pocket that he had kind of started developing from the Divine Feminine into you know the the last projects that he did. So that's the reason I didn't. Uh, it wasn't on my list, but. Yeah. Yeah, because for me, like I didn't, like I said, like I didn't listen to a whole lot of like stuff that came out this year, so it was just kind of like, you know, I didn't really start picking the stuff up until like the last month. But I remember listening to, to those two albums before like all this quarantine shit went down. Uh, so number three is that currency and Harry Fraud, the Outrunners. Harry Fraud is just my god. Like he is such. He is such an underrated producer. Mm-hmm. And like and the other thing that I wanted to talk about too is that Rick Ross had a dope feature on that album and he has a dope feature on the the Alfredo album. Like he didn't drop a project this year, but he was just hitting home runs on his features all year long, which blew me away because like I haven't really cared about 
listening to Rick Ross rap in like four or five years. Like it just kind of all blended into me the last four or five years. So those verses stood out to me and I thought that was really cool. Uh, my number two is West Side Gun. Fly God is an awesome God too. I had never heard Annie Griselda music before that project. And then when I saw, when I saw, I, for, I think it was AJ tweeting about cooking a half a brick in the air fryer. I was like, okay, I, I have to find it. I have to listen to this. Like, who has the audacity to say that they cooked half a brick in the order air fryer? Or the song called Michael Irvin, no less. Yeah, song called Michael Irvin. And, and shout out, yo, I tweeted this earlier, but for real, Stove God is the most improved hip-hop artist of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember he went, like, I started doing research on him because I wanted to write something about him. And he went by, I think it was, like, Aaron Cooks or something like that, like, a few years ago. And then he just kind of, like, fell off and, and fell back from the scene. And then he came back at Stove God. And he had three of the best verses of the year on that project. He said he said that Dope Fiend's arms were tied up like Ultimate Warrior. Like... <laughs> I think me and Emerald Lagasse should be the next person. The next person is too They should. When, when Ashanti and Keisha Cole got canceled, that's, that's what should have happened. Emerald and Cole got it. The man said, I was cooking for three days and then it rolls out the rolls pot. Cole was on the box. <laughs> I, but look, I respect his. I respect that he remembered he was on the clock because a lot of us are like, I'm just gonna do whatever on the clock. I don't care. Right. <laughs> Relatable coke reps. You don't find that everywhere. Most of us can't relate to selling coke. Yeah, I, I really, I really like. I went back and I listened to to the Conway album, uh, the one he did with Alchemist, and I thought that that was cool too. And then I listened to Ben's album with uh, Hit Boy. I need to go back and give that a, a, another chance because I wasn't really like in the right mood when I was listening to that. But yeah, those those Griselda cats are like they really make me appreciate Coke bars again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, best best most purest form of a uh, subgenre of rap right now is Coke rap. Which leads me to my number one, which is Gibbs and Alchemist with Alfredo. Like I. I, I haven't slept on Alchemist music, but Alchemist has now become the greatest producers in pop because of this album. Like, I can't believe what he, he was able to cook up with this album. And then Gibbs is just wrapping his ass off. Like, I was never really big into Freddie Gibbs just because, I don't know, like, I never really got a chance to give him a chance, I guess, if that makes sense. But I was like, all right, well, let me check this Alfredo out. So... It, like it, it's literally one of the projects that hasn't left my phone in like a month. Like it, yeah, it, I, I I need to listen to get there's some there's always been something off putting to me about Gibbs the way he raps. Like I recognize there's talent there, but there's never been anything to like draw me into where it's like yo I want to listen to this dude. But the, as many people that I've heard talk about Alfredo, like I I definitely am gonna have to listen to that uh, tomorrow. Um, yeah, nah, he, uh, wait when I think it was. With eighteen, when Gibbs and Currency dropped Fetty, like mm-hmm. that, that was that was fucking phenomenal right there. Gibbs was floating on that shit, and plus Gibbs always takes shots at Jeezy, and I I just think that shit is hilarious. So that right I, I do I do respect a, a, I do respect the alone. Yeah, I respect the consistency of of hating on somebody so much that you diss them every album. Like I I admire that. 
as as a hater, I feel like that is you know it's admirable. We're we're now in territory of when Ross called Jeezy an F boy eight times on the same song. Like we're now in that territory with Gibbs on this and Jeezy. Another another underrated moment. <laughs> All right, Matt, you got any uh any any honorable mentions or anything? Um, not really. I um I don't know. Music for me this year has been so weird. Like it's just like I feel like I've just been listening to a lot of the same stuff to kind of kind of get me through the year just because it was so terrible so it's like going back is you know basically music for me this year was comfort food it was like going to all things that i I know love and just like i really don't have the mental capacity to give new projects a chance for the most part so i've heard that from a lot of people this year my cousin who was a um a doctor of psychology teaches up at uva he said the same thing this year um said that he didn't and he's he's a music nerd um like down to his he's in like a music fraternity but like he he was talking about how he only listened to the same stuff this year over and over again and i think that's where a lot of people have been at and i totally understand it like it's it's so hard to open yourself up to like because music music is energy like it's so hard to open yourself up to new shit with everything that is that is going on so i think that's why so many like me personally like i feel like this year was a great year for music but i understand why so many people feel like it was a it was a down year for music because a lot of people probably didn't feel like opening themselves up to listening to anything that was new. Like, I think a lot of people were probably going back to stuff from last year, stuff that had withstood the test of time or that you heard people talking about from long enough. Like you heard me and Chuck talking about Mac Ayers on the timeline for like the last mm-hmm. year. So that was probably enough to be like, all right, well, they still listening to this dude. Let me go back in um, and, and, and listen to his music, which, by the way, he has an album coming out January 8th. Can I tell you guys an album I was truly disappointed by, though, that I was anticipating yeah. was that Ty Dolla Sign album. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've loved you talking Ty about Dolla the features one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah, like I've loved his music since I heard Beach House back in like 2011, 2012. Like I, I've just like he has one of the best singing voices I've ever heard in life. And like my wife and I were talking about this, and his album felt like they were just a bunch of songs for other people that he just threw together on an album for the most part. Like he, there are songs on there that I like, but. I think his problem is, is that he, he tries to give you too many, too many tracks. Like I think if he would cut his content down to like 10 or 11 tracks, his, his projects will fare much better, but he dropping like 18, like it's hard for R&B to drop 18, the 20 tracks and captivate the audience's attention. Like, I think he needs to slim his shit down a some more. My my one critique about Juice Box last year from Mac Ayers was that it was there was too many tracks on it. Like, it should have stopped after track 12 and he should have left the other stuff, either be bonus or, like, put it on the EP or something. But, yeah, it's very hard to keep someone's um, attention <clears throat> for that long. All right, Joe, um, you hopping off or you going to stay on while we go through ours? Uh, I'm gonna stay on if you guys want me. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Always yeah you free to stay on, man. Always, always some good Joe Cole commentary. All right, so um, did everybody go through their honorable mentions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got honorable mentions out the way, so we can yeah. hop into the list now. Okay, so um, I'll go ahead and get started. So we're gonna just name off our ten through six, and then we'll go in depth on our five. So uh, number ten, I had her songs. Her songs is a group of five women musicians who got together. Uh, last last year in Toronto for seven days 
and they just decided to record a couple of projects. So it's uh, Emily Browning, Mary Dahlstrom, Danny Murica, uh, The Naked Eye, and Emma V, and they dropped two EPs this year, both called Toronto, um, about five songs each on them. And I thoroughly enjoyed those. Uh, Deontay Hitchcock, Better at Nine, uh, Men I Trust, Forever Live session, Sessions, Braxton Cook, Fire Sign at uh, seven, and then six, uh, Xavier Omar, If You Feel. All right. All right, so Sophie, go and take it. Go and take it next. All right, at 10, I got Benny the Butcher, Burden of Proof. At nine, I got Two Chains, so help me God. At eight, I have Big Big Shine Detroit 2. At seven, I have Currency and Harry Fry, the Outrunners. And at six, I have Lil Uzi Vert, Eternal Attacking. You could see you could see my reaction to the big show, but you already know my feelings on that. But I like I, I just fit like with the big shine, like the shit that he's talking about. Like I just relate, I relate to what he's talking about. Like, so I, I fuck with the big shine, bro. Can can I ask you something about the two chains? Because I was I was really looking forward to that. And it I think that that suffers again for being too long. Like, what was it about that? Honestly, the production because to me, Two Chains doesn't really do anything that's any different from what he's doing. But I just it was between that and, and the recession, and I just felt like the Two Chains was was better. It was a little more reflective. It felt a little bit more personal than the recession. Like the recession, the recession was cool. I just felt the Two Chains was a little bit better. It caught me by surprise, honestly, because I wasn't expecting nothing from it. And then I heard it. I'm like, oh shit, this this Two Chains kind of. Kind of straight through for me. Damn, he missed All that. Right. <clears throat> All right, so yeah, I'll go through my ten through six now. Um, b- before I listened to this album, I actually had um, an honorable mention that that could still probably fit into my ten, but it's actually a band that I actually, for some reason, I I hate the front man. I hate the front man, but at the same time. Like I, I like the music he makes. So you could barely, you could. He's very clearly trying to be like a Morrissey or Ian Curtis, like the the um, you know, the the Brit pop guys from like the eighties. But it's um the 1975 notes on a conditional form. They were knocked off by uh, Mayor Hawthorne. Rare changes. I listened to that today. Gave him one quick spin. Um, like AJ and I was saying earlier. The first few tracks start off slow, but it hits a vibe around track four and then picks up from there. And the back half of, of the album is only nine tracks, but the back half of, of the album is really good. So that's my number 10. It was um, it knocked off the 1975 album. Um, the, my number nine is Bodie James, The Price of Tea in China. I've always liked Bodie James, but he just sounds right over Alchemist production. Like it, it just sounds right. Um, number eight, Lil Uzi Vert, Internal Otaki. Um, number Seven, Dion Hitchcock, better. Um, I've always liked Dion Hitchcock, but this is the album I feel like where he's like arrived. Um, he he still has like a a reputation as like a a YouTube rapper, but I think this is the album where he says like Nah, I'm I'm legit. I'm I'm here. Um, so number six, Tame Impala, The Slow Rush. This is an album you could just you could just put on and and there's a vibe all the way through. So that's my ten through six. 
Uh, Chuck, that Mayor Hawthorne like literally came out on Friday. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not something that was like out for like Asher Roth dropped an album in like March or some shit and no one knew about it. Like you're not that out there. Right. <laughs> like, you you're not there. <laughs> like it literally, I was just I happened to be on title and it was like Mayor Hawthorne has a new album. I was like, oh fuck it, I'll listen to it. And I wouldn't have known uh, until AJ told me. So AJ yeah. had to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's not like it was. It was heavily promoted. Um, all right. So um, I'll get into my number five. I have uh, Benny the Butcher, Burden of Proof. I don't really know if there's much to say about this album. I mean, it's just Benny rapping his ass off over dope production about coke and killing motherfuckers. It, you know, <laughs> simple staple in hip hop that's easy to fuck up, but he manages to do it well. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I've seen it enough that, you know, I ain't really much to go into about it. It's, it's, it's just it's good ass rapping. Yeah, that, that's my that's my that's my number five, and um, I would just say like you can tell that um this this was clearly like reasonable doubt influence because the the entire phrase the entire phrase is you no know, the burden of proof of reasonable doubt like that's a whole phrase, but but yeah this <clears throat> that's my number five too. So we'll just jump the feet. My number five is the weekend after hours. I feel like um as far as R and B and pop music goes, the weekend. Is probably the most consistent person out there. I don't feel like he's ever really put out a, a bad project. I think he was snubbed on the ground uh, on the Grammys, excuse me, with uh, "Blinding Lights" for Song of the Year. Um, I just think it's a, it's it's a, it's a good project, one of the better projects of twenty twenty. All right, um, my number four is. Uh, both a member of uh, the Barbershop Podcast and uh, the legendary <laughs> R&B group Boys to Men, uh, Sean Stockman, Four Word. Um, I was not expecting to like this album. I almost didn't listen to it when I saw that the shit had dropped, uh, but I decided to give it a listen because one thing about 90s R&B dudes is they rarely ever make good music post-2010. It just it doesn't happen. Like It's hard for them. They either sound like they're trying to with the kids or it sounds like a dated version of the stuff that they've already put out but sean sean manages to put out an album that is both true to his 90s roots and doesn't sound dated um it is something i've listened to like almost more than any other album that i have uh on my list like i said was not expecting to like this shit but really really good it came out in april i discovered it in october november I don't even know how it popped up. Yeah, on you radar. popped in the group. You was like, "Hey, man, Sean Stockton dropped the album, and it's not bad." And yeah, I, I just, I just like, I was just like, "I don't know, man, I don't know." And then, like, as I listened to it, I was like, "Damn, this shit is actually fire! Like, it's actually like a dope ass album." Like, I was listening to it earlier today at work. Like, it's really good album. Like, I, if you enjoy the old school R and B feel, fuck with it. Also, he has Raphael Sadiq produced track, so you know it's always going to be okay. Okay, always. Gonna be. So, Fee, you want to go next, or, or you want me to take? What we doing, number four? Yep. Yeah, yeah, number four. Uh, number four, I got uh, Starlito, Paternity Leave. Uh, Starlito's my favorite rapper, so kind of biased, but I think Paternity Leave was a great album, a, a more mature album. Starlito, he um, was focusing on current issues, but he also just had a, a child, so I could kind of relate to the feelings he had. When you have your first child, it kind of – changes the way you think, changes the, the people you hang around, changes your mentality as a man. It kind of grows you up. So 
like a lot of tracks on there, I just felt on a on a more personal level. So that's why I have it so high. My top five. He's also rapping at a at a at a high level for underground niggas. So mm-hmm. we we were we were we reviewed that earlier this year, didn't we? Because that was the song with Girl mm-hmm. Dad on it, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Girl Girl Dad is one of my favorite joints of the year. I actually, I actually really fuck with that song. All right, so my number four, picture, simpler times. 2011, 2012. I thought the I thought the artist was picture in the album's called Simpler no. Times. No, no, <laughs> that, that movie, that, that's actually a fire artist and album name though. But back before this this dude was like, "Hey, out instead of like putting my influences out there, I just keep them to myself." Um, one day I logged onto um, um, October's very own or wherever the name of the blog was, Drake's blog, and I saw a video by Sampha, we know who Sampha is, and Jesse Ware. So uh, I checked out Jesse Ware. I was like, okay, she's really dope. Like she's in the same vein as like an Adele, like that same type of like British songstress, like really great singer. But I feel like she's never gotten her shine because she's been kind of in the shadows, but she dropped one of the best albums this year. Um, it's, it's um, she invokes like 70s um like 70s and 80s like disco vibes and she has a very soulful voice so it's um jesse Ware, what's your pleasure listen to it um it, like i said if you if you like like the whole like you know donna summers type you know disco vibe like you you really like it so so check that out i i just i just added that to my list all right um <clears throat> my number three is kind of cheating i mean it's not but it's kind of cheating because he 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 dropped two projects see, in the see, span of Chuck like, knows. Chuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped two projects in the span of two weeks. He had my number two album of 2017. Um, is the best rapper that I have heard that I wasn't aware of before 2010. He's the best rapper I've heard since 2010 that I wasn't aware of before that point. Um, it is Sean Smith. So Death Do His Art slash Self Portrait. Um, so Death Do His Art was the official release of his EP, which he was allowed to release it on streaming services. Um, self-portrait he only dropped on soundcloud because he didn't want to clear the samples but i consider them a joint package because they dropped two weeks apart and i mean if you if you've heard me talk about sean smith before you know that that he is like the rapper that i thought i was going to be when i was like 19. um incredible pen and now like the thing i like about so deaf do his art is he's actually like expanding out his song making range um whereas before it was just super lyrical heavy now he's coming from the standpoint of an artist and actually trying to make music that people enjoy while still rapping at a high level so um you know just watching his growth from uh sink or swim to now uh him him dropping those two projects is 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 i i keep those in rotation on you feet oh yeah number three yeah number three um number three i have uh deontay hitchcock better i just discovered him when y'all told me about this album i'm going to listen to it and this is actually one of my favorite albums of 2020 the only song i really don't like is give me your money on this album um the relationship shit that he talks about the i got money now like it's a very relatable middle class mm-hmm. album to me like like if you've been broke and now you get money you have relationship issues like you can you can relate to this album and i love the features on it i love the jid feature i love the black feature i love the miguel feature 
He's bigging up fucking black women on growing up and mother God. Like songs of the year. Yeah, I really, I really, Circles is my favorite song on the album because it's like I have, I have baby mother, so I understand about going round and round with the woman and you trying to establish yourself as a man in a new career. You want them to support you. They're not fucking with you because you're moving up. They think you got new hoes, but you just want some. A very relatable album. Like if you've been broke and now you're getting money, you relate to the album. I think it's one of the the better projects of the year. Very relatable to me, like I said. So I enjoyed the album. It, it was number three for me. And he he's doing all this with his con. He has good content and he's rapping at a high level. So mm-hmm. I, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. And and if I. I feel like the more I listen to the album, it's gonna creep higher and higher up my list. So like like if we were like yeah, if we were if we were to go back and to review our, our list this year at this time next year, I feel like it'll be much higher on my list. So yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah, growing up, Mother God is seriously one of the best songs I've heard. Like, yeah, it's, it's, last, amazing. Like, it's it's fucking insane. Like that song is Shadow fucking Man, like Shadow Man's interlude. Like the only thing is bad is the 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 one song uh I can't even. I just named it. What was it? Give me your money. Yeah, give me, give me your, give me your money is terrible. That that that's yeah. the only thing that keeps it from being yeah. from being number one on my list. Honestly. Yeah, and I ain't listening to the Young Nudie joint either because I'm I'm not listening to Young Nudie. But uh, <laughs> Deontay's verse was actually fire on that. But yeah, nah, one one of the one of the best albums um that I've heard. Ghost thirty seven sixty. Thank you for tuning in to us. Um. The kind of music that we typically listen to is hip hop, R and B, um, that type of thing. But we listen to everything. Uh, Ronnie had a 1975 album in his honorable mention uh, last year. Uh, Issues, beautiful oblivion was in my honorable mention. So uh, just kind of depends. We listen. We listen to it all. Well, except country. I don't think anybody here fucks with country. Yeah, nobody, no, nobody, nobody here listens to country. And yo, I, I say out of. Um, once again, shout out um Ghost3760 for checking in. Um, I think I listened to like the most rock out of out of all of us, but um I don't think there was anything um like yeah, because just like the rappers, like I feel like the big rock groups like took some time off this year. So there wasn't anything um worth miss mentioning. Last year there was some some um great rock. I feel like um one of my favorite old bands, brand new, dropped the album that I really enjoyed last year. So, so yeah, there we listen to we listen to different things here. But um, my number three, um, and this rarely happens. Like when when I when I when I throw dirt on a rapper and I'm about to bury him, I I, I never like you know excavate that 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 coffin. He's usually buried and gone for good. This is a rapper I used to really really like. I thought he was going to be the one, but he has some interesting career choices but with this tape he addresses like um basically the trajectory oh, of his exactly career. Who you're talking about dick Mensa, the v tape <laughs> one of the best projects of the year because he addresses all of that like he he talks about what right? happened yeah he he talks about how his his um his career got off track he's very honest and open about it um there's a there's a track at the last track on the album um it starts off one way and then at the end, like it's like him singing at the end, and it's like really soulful. It's like really good. And um, he dropped um a visual project along with this. So go to YouTube and just watch um the V tape videos. Um, it's it's like really super long videos that um that 
that you know serve as a compliment to the to the album itself. But yeah, Vic Mills of the V tape. He's back to rapping. It's really good. It's only seven, eight tracks. So yeah, check it out. Yeah, no, nah, it's 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 real. It's like internet tape, Vic Mensa, but more mature. Like he's rapping at that level. Can I say I thought you were gonna say Dom Kennedy? Oh no, I listened to that Dom <laughs> Kennedy album. I was like, because uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted bro, I wanted to listen I, to that half a mil, and I was just like, this is awful. Like he <laughs> he has fallen so far off. Oh, yeah. I don't understand. Like it, it seems like he keeps trying to recreate the Yellow album, but he just ain't. He just ain't got it because the yellow album is up here. Everything else is on the ground, bro. Like, I, it's terrible. There, there are rappers that try to chase that. Uh, like, you have two examples, two two pretty big examples of trying to chase their big break is Drake was so far gone, and he just eventually said, fuck it, I'm going to just steal from every artist that I, uh, that I mentor. And uh, J. Cole with, um, with uh, Warm Up, and he actually in my opinion, did it with uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, and he ain't had shit to rap about since. Yeah. Like, he finally caught that ghost and did what he was trying to do, and then it's like, well, shit, what do I do now? And, yeah, it's never a good sign when an artist is trying to chase that. That's why I hate sequel albums. Sequel albums are rarely good. Rarely ever. Yeah. Like, it rarely You happens. know what I wish more what more artists did is take the currency approach is, like, just get with one producer and just get in back with that producer, like, you can get a chick song, a um, I got money song, or whatever. You can just do all that shit with one producer, and you don't have to chase a fucking vibe. That producer is going to give you everything you want, and your project is going gonna to have a sound and a direction. That producer is going to keep you where you need to be. But too many artists only drop one project a year, and they're all over the fucking place with it. And and that's why I think that that Gibbs project is so good to me because that's what Alchemist did. Alchemist gave him every single thing that you could think of on that album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely got, I definitely got to listen to that. Uh, my number two is I actually this dropped at the very beginning of the year and I listened to it, forgot about it, came back to it during quarantine. I thought he was gonna drop something fresh off of the uh, new edition movie because the man's. Spectre was so high, but uh, Luke James to feel loved. Um, man's put his foot in the album, it's nine tracks. The only song I don't fuck with is the one at the very end because they got this fake sample motherfucker on there singing. But, um, yeah, a verse by Big Crit that I love on traveling. Um, you go girl with BJ the Chicago kid, where it's basically like them flipping Martin references. Phenomenal, phenomenal album. It would have been my number one if I wasn't cheating for uh, my number one. Yeah, man. Luke, when it comes like when it comes like the best, of, like one of the best voices in R and B, like out of like the current dudes, like it's really nobody seeing him. So, so I'm, I'm gonna check that out. I know you mentioned it before. I haven't gotten around to it. I, I really want him to 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 do well and succeed. So I'm gonna check that out. All right, Fee, what you got for what you got for your number two? My number two is um it dropped at the end of 2019 last year, but I think it already did y'all album of the year show. So I have Roddy Rich, please excuse me for being antisocial. Um it's one of my favorite albums. Uh my homeboy Kyle actually told because he knows I like A Boogie. So he was like, Yo, if you like A Boogie, you'll fuck with this Roddy Rich album. I think Roddy Rich is everything. And an artist that the new generation encompasses. He has the melodies and he also raps well. Okay. 
So my number two is a rapper I've really liked, but much like I've said, like just to encompass this year, like I've typically liked a few of his tracks here and there. Like, um, and I also make this comparison, like when it comes to the collective, he's like the the Quavo of his collective. He's like he's like the the front man. He's the he's basically the spokesperson, the energy, but he's not exactly the best rapper. But to me, with this album, he this is easily his best project that he's put together and it, it it takes all of like the different things that he likes um he he's into fashion he's into coke rap so it's west side gun pray for paris pray for paris is a really 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 dope album he he um it, it's funny because he got he has like he shows like versatility on this album because he has like um he has like he has like chick tracks like with with french toast but the hook is so <laughs> the hook is so funny because he still. I mean, the song it. called French Talks. I mean, yeah. But right, so so it's a it's a really it's a really dope album. So yeah, Pray for Paris is my number two. Uh, Fee, what was your number two? Sorry, Andy. Uh, Roddy Rich, please excuse me for being antisocial. Okay. All right, my number one. I'm glad Joe's here because Joe could actually speak to this album just as much as I can. Um, it actually dropped the day we did the album of the year uh, show last year. Um, that's when it hit SoundCloud and it did hit streaming services to like two weeks after that. So it came out last December. Uh, but this is Huntsville, Alabama's own Wade Brown Food at the House Volume 1. Um, best song I've heard in the last year since I heard it, Gryffindor. Um, and this album is like, this is an album you just put on and you can do whatever. You can work. You can ride, you can ride in the car with it. You can have somebody over. You can cook dinner to it. You can clean the crib. This album is versatile. Wade is one of the most talented dudes out. Um, and again, showing that Alabama's music scene is so, so, so slept on. Yeah, let, let, let me let me let me interject, man. You you know how you have like your local guys that that they're, they're like they're like goods, and, and you want to like you want to like spread the the news about them because like it's like they're good. So you like want people to like okay, this is what this is where it's going on on the scene. Wade Brown is legit good though. <laughs> like Wade like, Brown, mm-hmm. like this is the hype with Wade Brown. Like Wade Brown is like legit talented with the he does the rapping and singing thing better than most people I've heard. Cause either like because most singers like you could rap okay, but no, he's if he wanted to just rap, he could do that as well. Just listen to Griffin. Then the production like Wade Brown is legit dope. Check him out. Huntsville, Alabama. And yeah, Alabama, we got we got some talent here. I mean, I like go ahead, Joe. I was I was just gonna say I I tweeted this and he retweeted me saying that he hoped it would happen but I want him a big crit on the song I think that that would be a, mm-hmm. a phenomenal yeah. record yeah I, I would I would love that yeah as, as much as I as much grief as I give big crit like I actually do acknowledge that he is super duper talented mm-hmm. and when he gets on songs with certain artists like they sound dope like um, food at the house and, and coffee is also dope and he also dropped prescription lens this year i didn't like prescription lens as much it was a little it was a little it was more of like a woke conscious joint but it's still dope um but yeah food at the house is just like him at his best both rapping and singing there's like not a skip on there for me except that little microwave interlude when that dude started doing the poetry i always skip that shit uh but the first half of that fire but yeah nah wade is um wade is like gryffindor anyone i've ever let here at gryffindor has immediately turned their head and been like yo what the fuck is this because somebody shouldn't be rapping that good about harry potter puns then turning around and singing that that's how I discovered him was because you put him on that podcast yep. that that you had me on and I heard it and I was like 
who in the fuck is this person? Like, yeah, that's one of the best songs I've ever heard. Like, it's it's that it's that fire. Like, it's that fire. But yeah, Wade Wade Brown, man. Um, shouts to him. Uh, between Food at the House and, and Club Monster, those are two of my favorite like releases in the past five years. Like, in in projects that can that constantly get played for me because they are that good. V, what you got for your number one? My number one is uh, Little Baby, My Turn. Uh, with the Deluxe, I feel like, um, for me, 2020 was a big come up year as far as uh, medical. So I feel like this album literally narrated my year from me being a staff nurse to start travel nursing and watching my income increase. And Little Baby... Before, never really paid him much mind. Didn't really think he was that great of a rapper. He actually stepped it up as a rapper. He's making good songs. In my personal opinion, I think my turn is straight through. The features are not wasted. I also think he is um, going to birth the next mainstream star in 42 Doug with this album because Grace and uh, We Paid are two of the top songs of the year off this album. I, to me, it's, it's the best album of the year in 2020. I will come back to it. I looked at my, um, how much music I listened to on Apple Music. Lil Baby had 55 hours, and this is the only album I listened to, so you can tell how much time I spent listening to this album. So, Lil Baby for me is number one in 2020. He has a similar trajectory as Young Thug, mm-hmm. where it's like, you don't really care about them at first. But then they do something, and it's they're just they they've taken off. He reminds me of Lil Wayne. Lil he, had made a, a fan he, had a, he had a lot of dope features this year. Like I I'll be checking his Instagram and YouTube, and I will see the features, and like whatever he's on, he's like still in the show. Like his features, he's like I don't know whatever it is about him, he's just captivating. Like even him getting in the scandal with the fucking porn star Miss London, and then. Three weeks later, after that, he's in a scam with fucking Tiana Trump. Like three weeks later, like he's captivating from his music to the shit that's going on in his personal life. So he has he has a fan out of me, and he he dropped the album in the deluxe. The deluxe didn't take away from the album. His deluxe actually added to the album, which is a rarity in hip hop. Look, I respect a man who supports independent contractors. So shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my number one um, this should come in as no surprise Freddie Gibbs and the alchemist Alfredo um, Freddie Gibbs um, AJ you were you were getting at something earlier you were like you, 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 you recognize that Freddie Gibbs is a technical rapper but there's always been like a little disconnect and to me Freddie, Freddie Gibbs like every project like he's always rapping his ass off but it's very rare that he puts to get like he puts it like all together on a project. But to me, this is his best project. Like even even over like Bandana, even over like you know anything else he's done in the past. Because I feel like I feel like he 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 becomes more versatile on this. Like he he has a song with like Tyler the Creator, and it like doesn't sound like off putting at all. So it, it's like I think this is like his. And I, and I I know it might be sacrilegious considering he has two projects with Madlib, but I feel like this is his best project. I knew we were in for something great when he said he's traveling around like Michael Jordan with the cocaine circus. Like I knew yes. we were in for greatness. Yes. 
And that Tyler verse is probably the verse of the year. But I want to introduce uh, uh, what I funny that you mentioned that because I want to introduce my verse of the year, which is on the same album, Benny Bit Benny the Butcher's verse. And I have a performance. He says, bear me with ratchets. Let the feds tell it. Apparently a magnum. Goody hoochie. He said, Gucci hoodie smelling like kerosene and ashes. Don't get carried away. I've been locked up. And look how carefully I stack it. Got your advance check buried in the mattress with the Yankees run on the pennant run. You need in soldiers. Heard you rented some. Telling war stories and you ain't been to none. Like he, he just... Like he just goes off and then he says, um, I rock two of everything. And he just goes and like list off like Benny the Butcher is like, nah, man, this this is my track for now. But but yeah, that the Alchemist um and Freddie Gibbs Alfredo is is the best. Um, yeah, it's my number one album of the year. All right. So we think we got enough data to say like what would be like the consensus. I think we got like a consensus top three. It's gotta be like between Butcher, Gibbs, and what the yeah, weekend? So I've, heard, I've heard Butcher and Gibbs the most. Yeah, like yeah, that's got to be Butcher Gibbs in the probably Butcher Gibbs in the weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't give any thought to um, verse of the year. Uh, one of my favorite ones is definitely uh, Sean Smith on Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm not going to quote lines, but yeah, just go listen. It's on SoundCloud. Go listen to it. I might be I might be cheating. But I think my best verse of the year, and because because it's it's really like it. The song doesn't have a hook, so it's really just him just going off. Um, black thought, black versus everybody. He he was all the way in his bag on that one. Yes. My, yeah. my verse of the year is forty two Doug on We Paid because he just starts <laughs> it off before I go broke like Doc. Fuck with that doll like Vic. Not that rock that pick. That's Come it. on, man. <laughs> that 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 shit that shit is so memorable. It's so ignorant, bro. Because little Jock is really not broke, bro. But young Jock, you, you see him on Love and Hip Hop, you automatic you automatically assume that he's broke, bro. So that shit just captivates you right off the- before I go broke like Jock. Fuck with that dog like Vic. Not that you, rock you, that you, pick. I tell you my one single favorite line of the year. Like um Soda Baby, where he said Coochie baby cry like <laughs> Coochie baby cry like uh like herb and the turtle neck. Cause it's like, <laughs> cause it's like, like, like a video you like know, uh, yo. G Herb uh, a birthday cake at the club. Yeah, when he got the chain from his grandmama, yeah. <laughs> oh, he got yeah. the chain, yeah, and he started crying because yeah. uh, Coochie baby cry like herb and the turtle neck. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? Actually, my favorite verse of the year. Let me change that. It's that Kimi Casanova nigga. Oh yeah, he would. Because <laughs> that shit is just incredible. Yeah, that nigga or the fraternity. I'm a big stepper. That's right. <laughs> like, I'm a light disfilament. Slip your disc off a krillin, and I ain't feeling it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he gave he gave too many bars. Joe, you got any uh candidates for verse of the year off the top of your head? I mean, for me, it's that Tyler verse because I just love the way that he said 
like he started it off talking about like this uh this shit sound like the yacht that i ain't bought yet and then he weaved it all the way back around at the very end i thought that that was very like clever because he went in and started talking about a bunch of other stuff but for me it's it's stove god stove jesus i was cooking for three days and then it rose up out the pot oh, holding on the box I like, on the box <laughs> had to watch the brick of his sins like, Just the imagery oh, yeah. of somebody attempting to watch a brick of their sins. It's so oh, like, <laughs> like, like you, you know, you know how we made a meme of the Pope. Like, just imagine, like, like just imagine, like, stove guy with like the brick in his hands and just, <laughs> just, just thoroughly, thoroughly cleansing it, and and whip it and dish it like Ricky Rubio. Like, go like that whole like second part of that, that Bubba Chuck record. Was, I, you know, I dish it left wallet. hand like Ginobili. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah, so, shout out to Soul God Cooks, man. I hope I hope his album Money. lives up to what he did on uh to, to what he did on, on that. I heard yeah, Soul God is our six man on here. Oh, all right. Before we acknowledge what Ryan just said, our boy Smooth Side said Money Bag Yo said something. Talk it all throughout. That's his verse of the year. Yes, Ryan. We were talking oh, about uh, uh, Talking about Kimi Casanova. Kimi, Kimi Casanova. I just, I just want to say. I, I just uh, want to... Oh no, go ahead, Ryan. I was gonna say. I just want to say that I appreciate what he gave us with that song. I appreciate. I went back and actually heard uh, some of his music, and that is a that is an artist that I hope we get big things from in 2021. That's all I want to say. I was gonna cite a favorite verse, but I was trying to trying to go through my old uh, trying to go through stuff and see what I like. But then I heard Kimmy Casanova, and I just had to jump in here and say that I appreciate it. Thank you for for what you gave us, uh, because we we did not deserve. Did you did you oh, did, oh, did, you, ahead, see the, did you see the eighty five South? Yes. Raps. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was gonna say yeah. he got more in there. That, yeah, that's like gonna, an say, shout out to Jackson, Mississippi. They got the sneaky good music scene. My little brother lives there, so he so he's like in touch with what's going on there. But um, but. Somebody who really shined during the um during the um the quarantine um is this rapper named Dear Silas. Like he basically takes videos that goes viral and drops freestyles over them. So shout out to Dear Silas and um and this um and this uh, Akeem Ali guy. He's also from Jackson, Mississippi. So yeah, Jackson, Mississippi is, is trying to do something. Shout out to them. Oh no, what I was gonna say, I seen uh, Joe's tweet earlier. The most improved being uh, Stove Got Cooks. I would like to combat that with Little Baby because I think that his um like him coming to the forefront of the mainstream, I do think that him and Roddy Rich will be leading the next generation of mainstream rappers. I think Little Baby is kind of on a little Wayne run similar to before he dropped the Carter Three features wise and with his project wise, like what he's doing in this pandemic. I think he went double platinum mainstream wise, but he's still putting out good content to me. I think I, I would say that Lil Baby is the most improved rapper because before this, honestly, Gunner was better than him, and Gunner is trash, to say the least. Like I, I think that that's a show. No, get me started. No, but I, I, I think I, like I, I know how Don't you feel about Gunner, but I, I, I do think that I, I do think that Little Baby was underneath Gunner. Now I think Little Baby mm -hmm. is above Gunner, and I think he's rapping at a higher level. Then Gunner, so I would say that Little Baby is is the most improved and also the MVP of the only, thing the only thing I'll say to that is it, it, Gunner is pretty bad. So like Little Baby get better to him ain't ain't as ain't as big a leap as you might think. But that's 
<laughs> but no, but that's why I'm saying that he's the MVP because he is he like on his feature. He had good, yeah, Future, um, Lil Wayne, Moneybag Yo. Those are down south rappers, but those are those people are pretty popular in the mainstream down south. And he didn't lose. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert was also on his album. He didn't lose on any feature. Like the features didn't take away from his album. They they were just a compliment to what he was doing on his album. So I do think that he was the MVP and also the MIP of 2020. Yeah, but he ain't, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't cleansed the brick of his hands, man. Yeah, he didn't, yeah. <laughs> he ain't part, he ain't part it like yeah, he, so, he, he, he wasn't cooking for three days and it rolls out the pot. Out the pot. <laughs> My old was on the box. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, that's, that's hard to combat. Like, stove got cooked. Like, no, nah, I want, I, I, I will say though, little baby be flowing like little baby just like be like flowing like he raps for hours on end like mm-hmm. and I would find it entertaining. Like he he definitely has one of those flows that he don't let the beat breathe and it's not a lot of wasted movement mm-hmm. in doing so. Like I do find that impressive when when rappers can do that because I in in all of the things I was good at with rapping that wasn't one of them. Uh, the beat the beat took a lot of breaths while I was uh. <laughs> While I was rapping, the B had plenty of wiggle room. <laughs> hey, the, hey, the producer definitely gonna get his shit off when I'm rapping. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not rapping that fast. I'm not putting that many syllables in my bars, bro. Yeah, I'm not. I'm producer, not you... the track. I'm not. I'm not Pac Man in the track. Like I'm. I'm, I'm very. I'm. I'm like. Uh, I'm like Kyle Anderson. I'm. I'm very smooth with the ball in my hand. You don't realize until I get to the never mind because he kind of bad. That that, yeah, that might have people thinking I'm trash at rapping. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I went I wasn't that guy when right. So I do find it very impressive when with someone like that. Cause like like I said, we, we had the discussion on him when people were, you know, talking about like he destroyed the track. I'm like, all right, well, what do y'all mean? And in ways he did. Like, yes, he's definitely one of those rappers that gets on a beat and he will use every single like if you've ever seen a waveform, if you've ever edited waveforms, like Lil Baby's one of those dudes mm-hmm. where he, when his vocals come in on the beat, he definitely ain't giving the beat no breathing room on the top end. He ain't giving it no spaces. He is using he's he is utilizing every part of the beat that he paid for. And uh, and there's a difference too because Big Sean started doing that where he just raps and doesn't let the beat breathe. But it's this it's like it's more. It's more noticeable with Lil Baby because I think a lot of it too is Lil Baby's voice. He has a very unique voice. Yeah. And so that with the flow mixed together, it kind of stands out more than anybody else who's ever tried doing that. Yeah, because you can you can you can rap and not let the beat breathe, but that don't necessarily mean it's gonna be good. Right. So mm-hmm. like yeah, it, it's very like Kendrick, Kendrick is good at that. Kendrick is good at attacking the beat and not letting the beat breathe when it when he wants to. So it's it's not everybody is not everybody is good at that. Like Eminem, Eminem be attacking the beat, not letting the beat breathe. But that, that shit don't be good a lot of times nowadays. Like it'd be technically yeah, he'd, good. He'd be dropping some stinkers. Yeah. Who the hell is Cartel Nine Three Seven? Who who is that? <laughs> ain't no telling. We finna have some dating beef out here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, it's, it's, it's no beef, bro. I, 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 I know, I, no beef, I know, I've been home in six years, but when I go, I would like to, you know, not, not, not have, not have niggas mad at me. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, it's no beef, no disrespect. It's me, Mario. I ain't no telling who that is, bro. 
I ain't see this me at first. I'm like, who the fuck is we knew Amari? And then I saw this me. All right. All right. Yeah. Got me there. All right. We got anything else? No, I think that's it. Um, we just plugged the lineup for you know tomorrow and Wednesday. Yeah, before we do that, make sure y'all follow our boy Joe at Joe Code Roman numeral two. He is out here giving y'all free game on a weekly, monthly, however often basis. It's free game though. Google Analytics, all that type stuff. Stuff that most people would charge you to do, but make sure you fuck with his Patreon if you want to get early access to that stuff and support somebody who's actually out here trying to help artists. You know, like most people are trying to screw artists. He's actually trying to help artists. Make sure you do that. You got anything else to plug, Joe? Mm, uh, no, that's uh, that's it. Now, next week, uh, this was the last newsletter for the year. I'm probably going to do one. I'm probably gonna take a couple weeks off because I'm off from Christmas to the fourth for my for my day job. So I'm gonna take some time to relax and then uh, get it started up again. But I'm gonna do like a clubhouse talk on uh, next Wednesday to kind of like teach artists how to like plan, uh, how to like get going up in you know 2021 and things that they should be like starting to learn how to do and stuff. So uh, I think it's gonna be like next Wednesday at like eight eight thirty. Okay, cool. Make sure y'all check that out on Clubhouse. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, on last week's episode, Ronnie will continue uh, his podcast run, and they will be discussing uh, their 10 best TV shows of the year. And then Ryan will be doing, uh, with I'm sure in a whole assortment of guests, will be doing just a wrap-up of the clusterfuck that was 2020. Uh, Ryan, since you're back in here, you can tell the people what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, on Wednesday... I will pour whatever energy I have left between now and January 5th and recapping all of the shit that happened in politics this year. So we will touch on everything from, uh, I don't even remember what happened to me in the year. Everything from that to the Rona to murder hornets to what, why the fifth is important. It'll probably end up in several rants about um, just the stimulus package and uh, people needing better understanding of their civic classes and the same thing who tell us that they mad that they people ain't pushing personal finance um, because they got their math test handed to them upside down. Um, and, and like, you, like somebody, read, like your teacher stop, folded it to hand it to you. Yeah, yeah stop, stop reading them books with no barcodes and then coming on the timeline talking shit. <laughs> like, I'm tired like, of y'all I doing people, that. I want people to understand something, okay? A lot of us have kitchen table level knowledge of things. And that's fine to acknowledge. We have a base understanding to where we can have a conversation about certain things. And that's good. You should do that. But please don't come like an expert about things where that's all you have the information about. Okay. A good friend of mine or somebody who's now a good friend of mine who just won a statewide office here um, is is more more apt to talk about biology and research and immunology than I am. So if I were to tweet something about COVID and then she comes back and says, no, 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 that's not true and corrects me, I'm going to say, I did not know that. Thank you for teaching me. I'm not going to argue with somebody who literally holds a doctorate in immunology. Okay. So I just want to make that point. Please do that yourself. Okay. Just please, please have some rhyme or reason about yourself and understand what your limits and what your blind spots are. That's all, that's all I want to say. Right. So yeah, that'll be, don't call it a podcast. The, the, the wrap up mostly focused on politics, but I'm sure it'll be some other shenanigans on there. There's always shenanigans whenever the kids wear crowns are involved. Um, yeah, those off the rails, of course. And I'm sure Courtney will be drinking wine and say something crazy. Uh, Ryan has just dipped out again. Um, yeah, that's it. 
Check us out, kidsworldcrowns.com. You need me back? Oh, no. Nah. I was just saying you dipped out. <laughs> <laughs> um, at some point before the year is out, I will uh, drop my best of the rest of 2020, which I've done for the past two years. I will give you guys just random favorites of things that uh, 2017 I did my uh, – or 2018 I did my 10 best albums that didn't make it. And then last year I just did my 10 favorite musical things of the year. I'll do some combination of that um this year it'll be random shit like favorite coke bar of the year favorite song title of the year um yeah uh what do you also, also hold on I, I typically drop like my um favorite movies of the list uh, favorite movies of the year list but um we only got tenant so but there is one movie that which wasn't good which wasn't good but i feel like there there is one movie that any other year would have been my top movie of the year so i'm gonna do a write-up about that um, I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, so but yeah, so I'm gonna do a write up about that. It'll likely come next week. Uh Fee, what you up there plugging? Oh, bro, I'm in the Madden League. Y'all can follow me on Twitch at Fee Baby. I'll be listening to people out. <laughs> yeah, we play 2K, we play Rainbow Six Siege. Other than that, I have nothing going on 2021. I may get into podcasting. You never know. We got the infrastructure for it. I want to add something. <laughs> make What's sure, up, man? What you, what you add? Hey, make sure we about to start. Hey, we've technically started, but I haven't figured out all the bugs in it yet. We have started a main podcast feed. Be on the lookout from our Twitter account when it's ready to drop. What I mean by that is this. You have heard on this program that we have several mini podcasts that are part of this network. And one thing that we're trying to do is find one space where you can take a sample of all of them and decide whether or not you want to be a part of what they have to offer. Do you like politics? Do you want to hear what Don't Call This a Podcast has to say, but you're not trying to subscribe to the whole feed right away? Well, subscribe to the main uh, podcast line, the Kids Wear Crowns Podcast Network, and sample everything. We're also going to play around with random one-off uh Random one-off series, random one-off podcast that we'll do, or mini-series that we'll do, that we'll post in that feed as well. So, an uh, example, an example of this is if you don't, if you follow Wag on Twitter, uh, Wag will be telling seven-minute stories, like the time he got banned from Checkers in Tuscaloosa. And if you know anything about Wag, you know that that will be completely fucking hilarious. Just, so, there you go. If you don't know anything about Wag? I need you to understand that a man got banned from a, from a che- from a checker in Tuscaloosa. Like can't go yeah. through the drive-through, can't go to the walk-up. So I just want you to be prepared for what that story. Uh, a very, a very large man who at the same time resembles Jason Peters, Idris Elba, and Gerald Levert. Yes, all at once, <laughs> all at, all at the same time. He looks like all three of them niggas. We all will, yes, we will have a mini series that just allows people to tell seven-minute wild-ass stories. Um, that's just coming. Don't, I, just don't, just don't let Rod on there. I don't. Well, now I'm have to return the favors. Rod let me on his podcast. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we got we got to return the favorite. Uh, yeah, I was on the podcast. I might, I might have stepped, I might have tell my Japan story. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't. We we gonna have to really edit those because you was wild when you was in Japan. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to make sure you don't say nothing that could that can land us in hot water. <laughs> okay, that that's fine. Down the line, I may have some stories to tell as well as soon as that gets cleared. But. Um, Yes. No, we need to get Fee on there. We need to get, we're working on that. I'm trying to reach out to a couple of, of artists who, uh, a couple people that last year I had the chance to interview um, to bring them back to tell stories. People like Rob Roy and uh, a couple others. So like, yeah, we're, we're, 
we've got stuff building. Just follow the Twitter account at the KWC blog and be ready when that drops. So as soon as that drops, we're gonna put it up. We will I'll, we'll probably do like a short little promotional video on Twitter. So those of y'all that subscribe to us on Twitter and on Twitch, we'll put some stuff up there for you to know how to follow us. But thanks for the love and support. There's big things coming. We have really been on a takeoff since what? Ron 2018 is when we hit like the big numbers that one year and then it just hadn't slowed yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, all, all, all thanks to Bell Biff DeVoe. Yeah. Shout out to Patrick. Shout out to the tax man. And, 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 and whether or not Jay-Z sold 92 bricks. That too. Hey, for real. 92 bricks. So I'm going to Patrick right here just because Patrick be taking care of. Patrick got us some huge numbers. So if you need your taxes done virtually, uh, hit up my boy Patrick at Patrick on Twitter. A P P A P A T T R I C. Yes. But yeah, uh, somebody shouted out Bad News Dane, who we went to school with. That is a Dayton, Ohio deep cut. Uh, yo, who, yo, who was Cartel 937, bro? Stop, stop, cut the shit, bro. <laughs> cut the shit. Like, that hey, has to be these, so these niggas, Because don't nobody know about yo, Bad these, News Dane unless you went to Trotwood. Yo, we like, yo these niggas you are plugging, bro, these niggas are terrible, nigga. They're, they are, Come on, man. They Come are, on, bro. No, bro, I, bro. They are the worst of the worst at hey, rapping. One of the best Dayton, Ohio songs of all time. I get it in by CC Server, Chaos the Community Ooh. Server. On, on yeah, free, he, ends, him, he, ends, he ends his verse the with Community and Server, more, and it's more where that came from. <laughs> community, community Server, where you think I got my name from? <laughs> it's called I get hey, it in. Hey, I get the type in. Hey, I get like it coke, in. CC Server, like coke rap, bro. No, I'm gonna post a link in the for y'all niggas, bro. He 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 gets it in for y'all, bro. He gets it in. And hey, that Ron. is the hook. I get it in. I get it in, my nigga. I get it in. These bitches always want to hit me like I just came home. No <laughs> <laughs> said who that was no. that was trolling Ron a couple weeks ago. I, nah, I never figured out. I still don't know who the fuck is trolling me. Nelson ain't been here in a minute. <laughs> All right, I got bottles to make apparently and get kids. All right, man. But yeah, that is it. Um, I probably won't be on any more podcasts for the rest of the year. But um, yeah, check us out. KWC blog. Follow uh, Fee at Fee Fresh. Ron at Ron KWC. Joe at Joe Code. Me at Four Eyes. IV underscore EYES. Till next time. One. Bro, I got to.